Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on WWL, Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, and happy to welcome in Chessa Boucher, sports reporter for BRProud.com. Thank you for the time this Friday, Chessa, and have you been able to catch your breath from this whirlwind of Lady Tigers madness? <laughs> Hey guys, um, yeah, sorry, I'm in the middle of trying to get my voice back. Obviously, I went a little too hard in the paint in Dallas, so uh, bear with me. But yeah, it was, it was absolutely incredible, crazy environment, crazy game, crazy everything. And then for LSU to bring home their first national championship and to be a part of it was just kind of unreal. Yeah, so Chessa, thanks so much for coming on. You know, w- one of the things that I think is underrated in, in sports journalism is just the ability to ask a good question. Um, and I've always been impressed with, with especially as you kind of go at Coach Mulkey, who I think at the best of times is like just slightly aggravated with the media. Like she likes to talk, <laughs> but she doesn't like press conferences so much. And you can tell I always got a kick out of when she would come up after the game and the person running the press conference at the NCAA tournament, they'd be like, oh, and now a, a opening remark from the head coach. And then we'll go to <laughs> questions. She'd be like, I don't have an opening <laughs> remark. Every si- I kept waiting for them to be like to figure that out in advance and they never did. But I, I've always felt like you have really good questions when you kind of go at Coach Mulkey, and she likes to give good answers, but you have to tease them out a bit. And I'm just curious, you know, how how has your experience been throughout the season kind of with that back and forth? Because she is always really entertaining in those press conference settings. Yeah, you with Coach Mulkey, you never really know what you're going to get just from a a coaching perspective. And it seems like regardless, win or lose, you just don't know what you're going to get from her. But I have a bit of a history with her. Um, I grew up a Louisiana Tech, like, that's all I ever wanted to do was go to Louisiana Tech and play basketball for mm. Leon Barmore and Kim Mulkey. And so she's known me since I was about seven years old. Um, so we have a history. Uh, I'm, I don't like to necessarily go at the X's and O's because I think when you ask her an X's and O's question, she doesn't really respond the right. way that you would like her to. And so for me, I always try to take the more personal approach and ask her, like, how do you feel Cause she's going to tell you how she feels. So if you take it that way, she's going to let you know. So it's been um, a, a crazy ride. I actually was on a, uh, another talk show of when she got hired back in April. And uh, I basically said, I thought she would be in the final four. Um, I went with a safe route. I said four years. I said, for me being a fangirl and being a journalist and seeing what she's accomplished I would say two to four years and then I was like you know what let's go four to be safe 
So I'm not surprised, I think, with what she did with this team and this roster, bringing in nine new faces, um, having Alexis Morris return and that offensive production. And the first thing that I said, I needed a true big player, and I think that's what we saw. She went and got Angel Reese mm-hmm. and Deja Williams, and I think those two played off of each other re- really, really well. I think Deja Williams was the unsung hero of this team this year because of course, Angel Reese is going to get a lot of attention with her double-doubles. She did it like it wasn't anything. And so, Nadeja Williams just was so consistent. And I think her play in the postseason really spoke volumes, had one of her best games against Virginia Tech, and then against Utah, two games that Angel Reese kind of struggled with. And so, I think LSU relied a lot on that. And under Kim Mulkey, she preaches defense and rebounding, and that's what got them to the national championship. And then... Let's be honest, nobody expected LSU to win in a shootout against Iowa, especially the way they they had been shooting the ball. So to be able to see them piece it together all year long and then to have some role players really step up in the national championship, man, it just – everything seemed to fall together for them. Sometimes there are years where, like, you just can't catch a break. And I felt like that it was the exact opposite for LSU and Kim Mulkey this year. Chester, one thing I was wondering, and I haven't seen anything online about it yet, but the grand celebration in the PMAC, everybody getting to talk and say their piece, but I was surprised the fact it seemed like Angel Reese was cut from the podium and was wondering what happened there. I wasn't there for that. Um, Like I said, I've been at home trying to catch my breath, trying to get everything (laughs) back to normal, do laundry, everything, but what... I would assume the case would be that she got so much attention from the national championship, from other broadcasts, from other interviews, from everything that I think that was probably more of a Kim Mulkey call of saying, Hey, let's let other people have their moment because we know Angel Reese is coming back. And obviously she's gotten a lot of attention. And I think for Kim, it was probably more like, Hey, let's let other people have the spotlight for this one since the season's over with and what, you were able to accomplish. Yeah, I think that the reaction after the national championship game was really surprising to me, and, and I think possibly because, right, you know, in Louisiana we spent so much time watching this team, and we've really gotten to know this team and the personalities and kind of the brashness of how much confidence they have in themselves, and they're willing to tell you, and they're not willing to allow you to say something about them without throwing it back at you. And then you get into the game, and obviously the final ten seconds and the whole Caitlin Clark Angel Reese thing. But then the reaction to that, I felt like, was really strange. I'm curious, as you were kind of going through this, you know, what what was your take on that? Did you did you think it was a little overboard in terms of, you know, these guys are just out there competing, and suddenly it's about class and 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 what, it's like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like that's not what this game is. This is a game they're competing at the highest level, and now we're talking about, well, she should have anyway. What, what what was your take on that? Dude, it was for me. It was so silly because all season long, Angel Reese likes to talk. And right. I'll be real honest, when Angel Reese was in the transfer portal, she was one of the biggest stars in the portal. And let's be honest, the way she is and the way she plays the game, that's not going to fly with a lot of head coaches. Don Staley, she ain't going to put up with that. Gino Ariema, he's not going to accept that. Kim Mulkey is more of a coach who's going to let you be who you are because that's how Kim is. Right. So I think she was a perfect fit for – LSU and for Kim Mulkey, but I agree. I think they took it way out of context. I think it was so dumb because here we are. They want to make it a racial thing when Angel Reese has been doing that all year, white, black, whatever. She has been talking that talk 
And I'm okay with it. When I played ball, I played semi-pro. I talked that talk. I didn't get to back it up with double-doubles like she did. But it's one of those things. It's just silly. And a lot of the people that really went full steam on it are people that obviously were not athletes and didn't play the game because they would know that trash talk is a part of the game. And I think for people to blow it out of proportion and be like, oh, well, she's a girl. She should act this way or act. That's just dumb. And the simple fact that this is not the first time Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark have gone head-to-head. They went head-to-head when she was at Maryland, and they were playing Iowa, and they were talking trash then. Caitlin Clark has been talking trash all in the postseason. Like, it is what it is. And I think that, you know, America and viewers who maybe haven't watched a ton of women's basketball were a little surprised at it. And I think it's 2023, and I think people should just get over it. It's silly. It'd be one thing if she was super disrespectful and it crossed the line. I get it. But – I mean, really, like, it just, it was so silly and taken out of context and, like, really took away from the game that we had just witnessed. Right, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head there in that I think a lot of it was driven out of what they were able to do this year in terms of expanding the game and getting a lot of people to watch women's basketball that probably have never watched women's basketball before. I grew up in yeah. Connecticut, so I spent so much time watching UConn women's basketball that I, I, I might be a little desensitized to it, but I've heard so much talk about this LSU basketball team and the the loudest critics in terms of what they're seeing and what they're talking about seem to be people who I would guess have watched maybe one women's basketball game mm-hmm. this year and suddenly have really strong opinions about how women should behave on a basketball court. And I think that subtext is a big part of this conversation. Like, you don't get to decide how people are going to behave. Like, they're going to play yeah. the game and they're going to react and they're going to do their thing. And now now we're trying to pull it back. And, you know, the whole Joe Biden thing and LSU did announce that they're going oh. to go to the White House. Um, <laughs> it, it's it, it's I've taken this really odd left turn from celebrating a basketball team to trying to have conversations about about class. And I did think that the people covering it did a very good job of addressing it without letting it get out of hand. But, um, you know, where, when you kind of look at this, do you think this is the end of it? Do you think there's going to be more to this story in terms of, you know, some of the fallout from it? Or, or is this kind of just something that six months from now we'll look back on and be like, ah, okay, we did that? I truly hope that this will kind of be put to bed, especially after Caitlin Clark came to the rescue and said, you know, she doesn't need me to act a certain way. Like she doesn't need to be criticized for what she did. I did it. She did it. We all do it. Like, you know, let it go. So I hope that we can move forward. And this isn't a big issue because like you said, the people that are being the loudest about it are people who aren't college women basketball fans. Like I grew up Louisiana tech, I saw it back in the day, but again, because there aren't so many eyes and there weren't so many opportunities and people weren't as exposed to women's basketball like they are now with all the social media platforms, I think it's going to be, it's not going to be a rarity anymore. It's going to be an everyday thing and people are going to be like, oh, okay, this is how the game is played for both men and women and that's okay and that's how it should be. Chessa, how are you feeling about this team now heading into next season? Obviously, a few Tigers. Uh, Lady Tigers will be heading to the WNBA and leaving. But uh, overall, Kim Mulkey looks like she could be stacked for another big run next year as soon as we're lifting another banner. <laughs> well, uh, their first oh, yeah. banner, Without I should say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Kim Mulkey is a terrific recruiter. I think her coaching staff doesn't get enough credit with what they've been able to do because 
It takes a whole staff. It doesn't just take Kim Mulkey. I think Bob Starkey is a huge piece of that. Bob Starkey could be a D1 college coach anywhere, and I think he's okay with being an assistant coach. I think he is a mastermind when it comes to game planning and definitely defensive strategies. And I'm not surprised whatsoever with Kim bringing in the number one recruiting class. She has Michaela Williams out of Bossier City. At Parkway High School coming in, she's one of the top recruits in the country, especially she's the number one recruit out of the state of Louisiana. And then you had a girl right out of uh, Lafayette yesterday. She committed for the class of 2024, Richard. So mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about Kim. I'm not worried about them being the hunted now because mm-hmm. the way Kim is, she's the most competitive person I've ever been around. And I know that now that she has set the bar, I know that year two was not what she envisioned winning a national championship, but she is not going to be satisfied if there's a fall off. And she's going to want to be in the hunt for that final four every year. And so I think it's only up from here. And, man, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of the girls that they bring in from the transfer portal. Chessa, how did Coach Starkey get any flack for the whole, you know, the ring on the finger thing? Because wasn't he the one that started it? Yeah, he started it, but it wasn't about um, them basically saying we won a national championship. Right. It was basically saying the next play. Because I think there were a few plays, especially in their postseason run, where like one play would basically – they wouldn't shake it off. It would affect them. We saw that from Flage. He saw a few times where Ladeja Williams would get a little frustrated, and it was – not their character, because, again, I covered them all year long. And so it's one of those things, they came out at halftime and all of a sudden they had the ring, and that was Bob Starkey saying, like, hey, let me motivate them because they need this. And Kim said, absolutely, do what you do. I trust you. And so they came out with a ring. Of course, we all know that everybody, the media blew it up because they didn't know exactly what it was. But, yeah, there's been a few things that Bob Starkey has done to try to motivate this team. And I just think that was a big key factor in, you know, what they were able to do, especially in their postseason run. So, Chessa, you know, obviously this has been all, you know, and, and I think everyone who covered LSU this season, you know, as exciting as it was, it was a very tiring time. So I hope you are getting yeah, some time off to recover from <laughs> the whirlwind that that was. But what's next for you? What are you, what are you going to be looking at, um, you know, now that it's the basketball offseason? Are you going to be covering a lot of LSU baseball? Yeah, I actually just uh, watched game two at LSU baseball with their come from behind win. And I was super excited because I'm off of work today. So I was like, oh, I'll just sit here and watch baseball in the Masters. And then, of course, the weather had other plans. So me and my uh, two dogs, Scout and Shortstop, we're just Shortstop. hanging out waiting for baseball. Yep. <laughs> it's a good dog name. But yeah, so definitely follow Chessa on Twitter. It's spelled B O U C H E. How was it growing up in Louisiana? with the name Boucher? Uh, it was interesting. So Boucher <laughs> is my middle name. Okay. And uh, actually when I played ball, I got invited to this tournament in Hawaii and that's after the movie Waterboy came right. out. And so everybody in Hawaii, all the girls were from all over the country and they were like, so do you ride a tractor to school? <laughs> and like, they really thought it was like that. I was like, no, we have running water. I've never seen an alligator. Like, because I'm from North Louisiana, which is basically like East Texas, so it's okay. not really that true South Louisiana. So I figured I needed to get down south so I could really claim my roots down here. <laughs> Big game, Boucher. Appreciate all your coverage uh, during the season, and especially it was awesome during the NCAA tournament. Totally appreciate it, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, guys. Y'all have a good one. We'll be back yeah. with more here on WWL Sports Talk after this break. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 